All right, welcome everyone to the OG Pod. Today I have Chloe Montgomery. Hello. Who's a fellow comedian here in Austin. Yes. So tell us everything. How long have you done comedy? How did you get on stage with Kill Tony and Tim Dillon? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Mr. Dillon. Tim D- yeah, that was awesome. But I've only been doing comedy for like about nine months now. Nice. Uh, I'm newer to the field, but the old- reason why I got into it is because I'm autistic and I had like an issue like speaking in front of people and it you know, I have a very hard time talking to others. And so everybody's like, oh, you're so funny. You need to try it. You need to try it. So um, I think it was last May. I kind of did an open mic here in Austin and it went okay. I mean, your first open mic is not the greatest, but that's why you work on it. And then point, point this straight in so that it's straight yeah, in, straight in, there right into the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then I kind of just went from there. And I think at the six month mark of doing comedy, that's when I made Kill Tony. It was uh, my first time going. I've never seen the show. Didn't know what to expect. It was my first time going to Kill Tony. And it was Halloween. Such a good show. It was. It was a great show. I signed up and they pulled the last bucket uh, and this guy went up. And I guess he didn't really end on like their... I guess standard. he didn't end on a good, yeah, on their yeah. standard. And so they're like, okay, well, let's do one more bucket pull. And everybody was like, oh, okay, this is crazy. And Tim Dillon was like, female, female. And sure enough, they called me and That's I went awesome. up and I, I did the, the damn thing. So um, how did it go? I mean, I saw the set. It was awesome. It was, yeah. It Tim went, was dressed as Amy Schumer. <laughs> Amy Schumer. I, I cracked a joke where I was like, oh, Amy Schumer dressed up as diabetic Kurt Cobain. Yes. So, uh, yeah, no, it went well. Uh, my set did great. Tim Dillon loved it. He, I have like a segment on my Instagram of like mm-hmm. all the stuff that he had to say about my set. And he was like, it's crazy how racist you were, but like you executed it. I loved it. And yeah, it was, it was great. But yeah. How do you get away with racism as a white person? I, I That's the thing. They weren't expecting good. it. Yeah. Cause yeah. a tiny little female comes yeah. on stage and then drops that bomb. Everybody's like, what the heck? Drops some bombs. Yeah. So it did really well. Everybody loved it. I gained like a massive fan following because of it. And yeah, uh, how much like I gained like about a thousand followers. Whoa. Yeah. And a lot of them, I got lots of good feedback. Of course, I got negative feedback. You know, people are always are always trying to tear you down. But the haters, the haters. And I also think I was the first female drummer drummer yeah oh yeah you play drums i do play drums did you play on stage i did nice because they asked yeah because they asked they were like oh what what are you into and i was like oh well i'm a drummer and they were like oh you got to get up there and i was kind of comprehensive because at the time i found out that i had a tumor and so they were like don't do any physical activity so i was like oh man and so i did like a quick little riff but somebody was like i think you were the first female drummer on kill tony and i was like oh well fact check that i don't know but that was really cool and you were you found out like pretty right before yeah, so I uh, I was getting a biopsy done uh, before, I think it was a few days before I made Kill Tony. Uh, and you were still able to keep it all together yeah. and just like... Yeah, I uh, mean, a lot of people... And- yeah, a lot of people kind of commented about how I look sickly. And I was like, oh, and I didn't, I couldn't address it at the time because I didn't really know, but yeah. Well, that's cool that you like kept it together on stage. Mm-hmm, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a fun great time. Set. I mean, it must have been a great set if you had that level of feedback. You have to have haters. If you don't have haters, yeah, you're not living for right. Like each, for each hate comment I got, you know, I got like 10 plus positive, that's awesome. you know, 
feedback. So that was really cool. And I mean, that kind of kickstarted my comedy career a little bit. Did so. you get an invite to Secret Show? I did not. And I think what? I think it's because what? I did get a sweatshirt, though. But okay. <laughs> but I think it's because since I was just like the last, I think he already gave out all the Secret Show mm. spots at that point. Uh, but I mean, I you were the bonus pull. I was the bonus pull. But I mean, I hang around the Kill Tony crew. Like a lot of my great friends are in the inner circle. You know, I've kind of sat down with Tony. We've talked a few times and stuff That's like cool. that. So it's a great crowd. Yeah, the Nether Hour is Nether the Hour, yeah. I'm band. really I'm good friends with Nether Hour Nether Hour. They're a big band in Austin. You know, Joe Rogan loves them. They've he's shouted them out several times. They close for Kill Tony every Monday. Uh, great, great group of people. There's some Kill Tony regulars that I'm, I'm They play right with. across the street from Creek as well, right? At Empire no, they uh they play at Latchkey two nights a week oh. and at Copperhead. Oh cool. So and then they do Kill Tony Mondays. Who plays that? Is that Empire or? Empire. I don't know who plays at Empire. Hmm. I see I a lot of comics there, but I've never actually gone. Mm-mm. Yeah, I've, I went there for New Year's Eve and that was not the greatest experience. Really? Yeah, I got roofied. What? <laughs> okay, we've got to hear whatever you can share. Yeah, that was that was crazy. So New Year's Eve, I, went, I stopped at Vulcan first and then I met up with some friends at Empire and I don't know what happened, but I think I got... I, I don't know like somebody where. gave you a drink or yeah i don't i don't Holy shit. yeah i don't really remember i only had one drink that night and it had to be that one and then yeah i just i don't remember anything and uh one of my really good friends had to come and get me and i had to spend the night at his place and he took care of me he's like yeah you got roofied it was it was bad so how did you even like get connected with him i i don't remember i don't i don't know i think the dangers of being yeah. a pretty woman you're gonna get like people <laughs> yeah. are gonna target you it was yeah it was it wasn't fun but you know i'm still here tell the tale yeah, yeah. i feel like as a guy i never think about any of that stuff i yeah, walk out are, the door at like 2 a.m and i'm like it'll be fine oh, it'll be I've, fine. I've had a crazy yeah crazy couple months things that i've been through so that is yeah that is a lot for a couple of months you're packing in some life oh yeah you're no, packing there's, in some there's, experience there's more in there too oh, yeah <laughs> tell us trinkles. tell us yeah what else yeah so i uh i was walking to a comedy club in austin by myself bad mistake and a homeless person attacked me and tried taking my purse Whoa. so i had to fight off a crackhead that was great um got in a car accident the day after i got sexually assaulted at a at a club in austin oh, um my God. got roofied yeah crazy well, you know, it's this comedy lifestyle. Yeah, You're it's hanging out with some scary people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the homeless are supposed to be allies. What's going on with that? I, they are they are brutal. Like every time I'm walking by myself, like they'll follow they just me. Cat call. Cat and... call. Yeah, they're just. If I do, don't... they follow you. I mean, you mm-hmm. gotta have like some mace, maybe even like. I some... have a stun gun on my. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But they follow and they'll yell at you and. It's so creepy when people follow you, even just like in a car. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. So I try not to walk by myself. I have a great group of friends that will be like, I got you. Yeah. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah. um, I have zero experience with any of that stuff. I'm the thing that goes bump in the night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, generally. <laughs> not really. Like somebody could like do that to me, but it's just yeah. who would. Right. Yeah. Guys have such a different experience in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like women have to think about that and be cautious yeah, and aware. Yeah. You always got to be on your A game because... It happens all the time. You ever do any training or any kind of like, you know, physical self-defense? No, but I need to. I was thinking about getting my my handheld license, but I have... That'd be a good idea. I have like a love-hate relationship with guns. I've, I've actually been shot. 
What? I, yeah, oh I've my lived God. a crazy life. I was shot when I was seven. How many lives have you lived? <laughs> I think I'm on number nine now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're a cat. Yeah. You keep surviving. But yeah, I was shot when I was seven and I've had PTSD since then. And so I haven't really built up that courage to get my hand held, but I think I should because all the stuff that I've gone through I the past couple I have to ask how months, that happened. Oh, I have a bit about this too, but okay. I was... Um, I was seven at the time when I was living in an apartment complex in Temple and these two older boys, I think they were 13 at the time, if I remember correctly, I think they got a hold of one of their parents' handheld pistols thinking it was a toy. Oh. And so I was riding my bike and they pushed me off and they're like, oh, we're going to kill you. You're never going to see your mom again. You know, just being butts. And then they shot me and then it came at my ankle and grazed it and they freaked out because they obviously Didn't weren't know. expecting that. A- yeah. And so like I hobbled home and... <laughs> Yeah, oh it was great. God. It was great. Well, you have nothing to worry about tumor-wise. You're a survivor, clearly. <laughs> the universe wants you here. Uh, well, I hope so, because, you know, I got a got a bucket list that I want to go through. And Well, it sounds like you're checking items off on it. Yeah, like, a lot you got of... Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your comedy ambitions? So I, I, I've just been doing shows right now, but I, um, I think I'm supposed to be doing a show with a Kill Tony regular he approached me and he was like uh well we were got to talking and i told him about this idea that i had and he's like no way i've had this idea for months and i've actually been talking to a production crew about filming it he's like i'd love to have you a part of it and so i i need to get with him and kind of talk about it because i think what i know is that we're going to start filming february and i and i it's going to do well. I can't really go into details about it to like disclose. Is it like a sketch or like a show? It's like a show. Cool. It's, it's a show. And I believe Tony Hinchcliffe is funding it. Whoa. Uh, from what I, you know, I don't really know. I don't know the details as of right now, but I don't know if that's still going or if they put a halt on that. So I need to get with him, but I, it's going to do, it's going to do phenomenal because everybody <sighs> loves. Can you tease us a little bit with ideas? Uh, Just give us a hint of what's to come. Paranormal comedians results may vary yes i'm already into it (laughs) so we'll see i'll have to get with him and see if that's still going because it's gonna do well and everybody loves well his show is such a good example of what's possible if you like are really consistent Mm because he's been at it like a decade yeah like a decade yeah and easily the best smoothest show in austin Mm -hmm. yeah i mean everybody loves kill tony i mean there's a huge fan base following around it and you know i've seen people get on there and you know yeah you can go and then you, ways, yeah, and then yeah. you have like some comedians that get on there and their careers are skyrocketing so. I, I always say this uh i, I really appreciate his format because mm-hmm. one minute is enough to do some damage but yeah. it's also like anyone can like stumble through a minute yeah and then anyone can listen to a bad limit or uh minute without like hitting their limit yeah of you know like getting bored or whatever yeah and so and then he's pretty good at like roasting and keeping the he is the roast king so like i hang around with that crew and like on mondays i normally we normally after kill tony will like go out and party and stuff and um he shots fired oh yeah all night long like like yeah. no richie he just i feel like that would sharpen you up mm-hmm. you'd be on your toes yeah no i mean he's he's came at me a few times uh me and the guy that i hang out with miles um he's he's roasted us a good couple times and i'm just like oh man yeah it's great it's honestly but so great. it's a muscle that he's built like tim dylan yeah uh, the rant muscle yeah uh tony has built the roast muscle mm-hmm. over all of these years of putting on his show 
And yeah, it's cool. It just shows you like in comedy, entertainment, however you want to think of it, like consistency is so oh, important. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's only going to go up from there. And I mean, plus Joe Rogan, his his new club's opening soon. That's That'll be cool. That's Excited I think it's opening on the 6th of February or maybe if I'm not mistaken, I kind of was talking to some people about that last night at Kill Tony and I'm really excited to see. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. I think he's wanting that to be kind of like the comedy store yeah. from L.A. So we'll. We're going to have a couple good hangs because we already have Creek. We have yeah. Vulcan. And yeah. then we'll have Mothership. And then we'll have Mothership. Yeah. So it's just comedy is just growing here and it's great. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about ghosts, paranormal and aliens. Oh, okay. So I actually used to be a paranormal investigator what yeah and my people investigate it no i know they do. <laughs> so i yeah i actually used to do that i was i worked with a group and we traveled around like central texas and our main focus was demonic cases so i've got some stories and some tales and i love all that stuff the occult and aliens and that's i'm f- really interested in it yeah. like i think it's really cool oh yeah now i grew up mormon okay and so i have like this really religious uh background mm-hmm. full disclosure i don't really believe in any of it yeah anymore but that's I, how i am yeah i think it's cool yeah so what kind of like demonic stuff have you like been involved with or whatever oh, man there was one case that i did in waco and if anything was going to happen it's going to be in waco <laughs> waco yeah this this case was crazy this is the first time i got attacked and um we were on site in one of the buildings and we were doing a evp session or a spirit box session and we had some stuff coming through asking for like a sacrifice what's a spirit box so a spirit box is a device that scans through um like radio frequencies and it creates like white noise and uh, it's so fast paced that anything that comes through is supposed to be you know like a spirit because there's no way you know anything from like a radio station can come through so so it picks up frequencies, mm-hmm, sound frequencies from radio stations, and it just goes at a rapid pace. Yeah, I really do want to believe all this stuff. I yeah. really do. Yeah. yeah. And there's no way that science can disprove it. No. Yeah. I mean, it's that's kind of how I am too. like trying to prove, if, you know, whatever is well, out there. Well, it's all unprovable, but like yeah. there are phenomena, first of all. Oh, like, yeah, for people sure. People experience things. Oh, I've, yeah, I've, and I mean, I've experienced some things and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy, but. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. No, so you're you perfectly were the fine. Box. Yeah, but the spirit box, we had a session go on and there was like something coming through asking for like a sacrifice, like a dog sacrifice. And um, one of our mounted cameras got picked up and f- thrown across the room. Clear as day, I saw that. That was crazy. And then green orbs flying around, you could see everybody saw that did you get it on camera yeah i believe we did get it on camera i don't have the files the main guy has that but did um, he publish it to youtube or anything or what were you guys doing with the with the show or Uh, the we just we just so with the investigation somebody called us in to investigate this property and so we film like for them and then sometimes we'll take those clips and post them on like youtube or tiktok i don't know if he posted that video or not but after all that happened, I was standing in the middle of the room. I had two sweatshirts on. I wasn't against anything, but there was some nasty stuff coming through the spirit box. And one of my um, investigators started to pray quietly, and I had no idea. And I just felt like somebody put out a cigarette on my lower back. And I was like, oh, yep, they got me. And I lifted it up, and there was a huge X mark on my lower back. Whoa. Yeah. Did it leave a scar? It didn't leave a scar, but it was like red and irritated for like a good day or two. Holy shit. Yeah. So that was that was pretty wild. 
um how did you not publish the footage you gotta publish the footage <laughs> well they have control of all of that i just i was just an investigator so i don't know what they did with that that footage or not but they have so many cases that you know now what um yeah like anyway well when i was going through my crisis of faith yeah one of the ways that i tried to determine if there was a god was by summoning the devil <laughs> i was like let me try to summon the devil for real let's just have a conversation with yeah, him yeah what about the ouija board yeah, guys like maybe he's a good guy we don't know <laughs> saturdays are for the boys yeah 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 let's hang out with the devil see what mm. he says and uh so anyway i tried I, I looked up some runes i looked up some curses and hexes and yeah. the symbols and i tried to draw it all i was going so far as like to use like real animal blood but you know okay. i didn't get that well, I you didn't were actually, committed I, you were commit to the bit I, well i mean i didn't actually go that far but uh <laughs> i think if i was to try again you know maybe i go one level more yeah there you go there you go yeah but i mean i was on, i'm on the same boat as you i grew up he religious. didn't show up though yeah he's uh he sends his little his little buds but i need i i wish i had uh even you know like a, a demon or whatever i want to be haunted i really want to be haunted oh, not by can, people oh. god by ghosts yeah we can we can make that happen okay we'll have to take you on an investigation oh, or something. i love that I'd love <laughs> that'd be that. so fun but uh yeah no like i'm on the same boat as you like i grew up religious and now i'm not religious but you know i've experienced some stuff with the paranormal where i'm like mm, yeah, my I big thing with science is we're I was we're, I was talking about this with uh, Dan mm -hmm. uh, the other or yesterday. Um, you know, these scientists they always say things like "We know this, we know that." Yeah, they don't know shit. Science was invented like a hundred years ago. What two hundred years ago at the most? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not okay. It's been around maybe like five hundred years, yeah. but um it's a new technology for determining the truth the mm -hmm. first one was religion we all want to understand what's going on we want to understand reality yeah. then um science is kind of like the next iteration of that and i'm really annoyed when scientists proclaim anything as fact because it's always changing and they're yeah. always discovering new things i do think that we have some things that we more or less know that we've discovered like math physics chemistry biology mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but when they come and they say uh, ghosts are impossible, aliens are impossible, all these things are mm -hmm. impossible. It's like you don't know that. Nobody can prove that. Yeah. Just like nobody can prove what happens after death. Yeah. Nobody can prove any of this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like how I see it, too, is that we're all made up of energy. And I feel like spirits are made up of energy. You know, everything's made up of energy. So I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand. But like you said, yeah, nobody knows. And that's why people go out and they investigate. They try to find the answers. But, you know, I feel like we're never fully going to get the answers. Yeah. Like, and if it is, it'll be a thousand years in the future. Yeah, when technology is yeah. too advanced to so function. So we should just enjoy the mystery. Yeah. I'm, that's that's part of life, you know. Yeah. Question. So what else is on your bucket list? Ooh, uh, I want to travel to Japan. That's number one. That's cool. I love Japan. Um, like anime culture or yeah. Japanese? Yeah, yeah, both. That's all very I, cool. I collect like Kokeshi dolls and stuff like that. I just, what are those? They're like little wooden handmade dolls, and the craftsmanship is just impeccable. I love it. It's like an art form. So that I have a good cool. twenty dolls. <laughs> but yeah, I just love the Japanese culture. That's number one on my bucket list. I'd like to travel to some national parks around the U.S. Uh, Yosemite is a big one that I want to go see. Um, Where else would you travel besides Japan? Probably Greece because Greece I'm, be I'm cool. Greek. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you look Greek. Yeah. I don't know what, <laughs> how I can tell, but I can. It's the curly hair. No, yeah. but um, I'd like to kind of go there and just you know see where my my ancestors are from. 
What's in Greece? Um, it's all like the marble statues, the Michelangelo yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. All so of that. yeah, they got like the temples that were yeah. dedicated to you know their gods, the Greek gods and goddesses. They have you know the architecture there is just profound and beautiful. I mean that's where democracy was started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just a beautiful country. And then didn't the Romans copy Greece and they like basically adapted it in their yeah, own way? Yeah. They're like, we'll so, make up all the same gods. We'll just call them different names. Yeah. So Greeks and Italians. <laughs> oh, they did the yeah, same. Yeah. We, mm, we butt we butt heads, but um, yeah, it's they kind of stole a lot of. I uh, to me they're the same. Like, oh, where yeah. is the Colosseum? I guess it's in Rome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's where's that's the Rome. Sistine Chapel? Is that also in Rome? Actually. <laughs> yes. Okay, maybe I want to go to Rome. Rome is beautiful, too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Italy is a gorgeous country, but I don't know. Motherland Greece is just... Is that where they it. have like that classic, beautiful white buildings with like the blue... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I believe that's in San- Santorini or Mykonos. Mykonos. Mykonos, yeah. Yeah. The islands. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. I would love to see that. In Athens. Because my, my ancestors, they were poor and they lived in the mountains around Athens. And so that'd be kind of cool to go back and... I really like that mythology. Mm-hmm. Zeus. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. whatever, all the, the pantheon of gods. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my god is Apollo. Oh, yeah. yeah. The sun god. Mm-hmm. What do you like about Apollo? I, that's just who I was assigned to. They're just kind of like a family thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'll have like certain um, um, Greek goddesses and gods that they'll worship. Uh, the families will worship or, you know, they'll integrate and worship several and just stuff like that. So oh, Apollo is one of ours. Huh. Yeah. That would be pretty cool to be able to like have a God that you worship. Yeah. Um, I like Apollo. So his job is to make the sun rise. So, yeah. So he's the sun God, God of uh, poetry and music. Poetry and music. Mm-hmm. They all have like several little things yeah. that they, you know. I wish I understood them more. I really, I really don't know. I just. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because we have all of these different like ways to classify people. And Mm -hmm. these days we have scientific method to like use statistics to try to be like, it's like the big five or the, what is the other one that people use? INTG. Oh yeah. The personality. Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And those are like more like based off of like modern statistics. Mm-hmm. But then you have like really interesting ones like uh, astrology. Yeah. It's like, I'm a Gemini. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Astrology is really big. And I yeah. have a few jokes where I kind of shit on. Well, what's your sign? I am a sun in Virgo. My moon is in Taurus and my rising is Aquarius. Holy shit. You know a lot of it. I know. The only I word I knew lot. was Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot because my, my grandmother is real big into it and my mom. So I kind of grew up around. All and that. you don't believe in it at all or? I know. I, I feel like, I feel like it does kind of play into who you are. I mean, the thing that people kind of just, you know, they're like, oh. They take it so far. They, they make it, it like it's so going to predict far. everything. Yeah, like I've seen stuff where it's like, oh, you're stubborn, this, this, and that. Yeah. That's a Taurus. I mean, yeah. anybody can be stubborn. Like, exactly. Yeah. But I'm, there is a website where you can like search your natal chart and it like gives you like a full scan. Like I'm talking like essay about who you are as a person. And I did that and I read it and I was like, okay, that's kind of creepy. That's... Oh, per- I've done those too. That's pretty spot on. The apps mm-hmm. where you can like match with someone. Yeah. And then it like shows you like where you're compatible mm-hmm. or anti-compatible. What yeah. is that word? Um, 
Those are pretty cool. Yeah. And they do seem to relate somehow. Yeah. Like they don't seem like totally disconnected. Yeah. I mean like that reality that essay that I was going through, like there was like one segment where it was like, you're into the occult, like supernatural stuff. This isn't that. I was like, geez, like <laughs> it's the government like yeah. listening to, through my phone or something. Like it was crazy how detailed it was about like, you know, and I was like, yep, that's me. That's sometimes cool. i do feel like we're in some kind of like experiment or vr game or i don't know yeah like, big game of the sims you know just something kinda. something is it really just like monkeys in on the planet we just evolved from monkeys mm-hmm. like can that be true like a fish walked out of the water and now we're here making yeah. a podcast like <laughs> here seeing, we are just yeah what's like a summoning charm for a ghost or i guess it wouldn't be a charm it'd be a hex there's like different stuff that you can do to summon. I know like people use Ouija boards. There's like different methods to summon. I played with a Ouija board. Yeah, but I just like going to haunted locations and just kind of. That's what you got to do. Yeah. That actually, speaking of like we're all energy and stuff, mm-hmm. I would believe that if something like really crazy went down and like you know, especially like a lot of things went down, mm-hmm. like a mental asylum. Yeah. Or like you know. I just uh, Auschwitz is coming to mind. Yeah. Like a lot of like crazy, terrible shit happened in one location. Seems like there could be some residue. Yeah, because I mean, we're always, you know, putting our energy out and yeah. um, energy imprints on stuff. Yeah. And so that's like a theory with the paranormal is like a lot of these places, you know, like mental hospitals, battlefields, yes. stuff where a lot of stuff happened, that energy imprints. And then after you're gone, you know, your energy is still kind of lingering and that's what yeah. causes these paranormal phenomenons. And that, I've been I would to, believe. Yeah. And I've been to some insane asylums. I've been to some battlefields and some really harsh places. And where else activity. would like things, where else is like the dark spirits get, where do they get concentrated? It honestly depends. Maybe it depends on prisons? location. Uh, prisons are a big one. Um, they always say native American burial lands. Yes. Yeah, but that's more so... Um, but that seems like less scary and more like religious. Yeah, I so I mean, the the Indians, because I'm Cherokee Indian, they cool. are very, you know, spiritual. And we've had some cases where, you know, people will go and like mess with the land or they'll like take stuff from the land and then they get like cursed or something. They're very, yeah, it's a whole whole other ball field. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just... Well, it could happen. The thing that I think could be real with uh, astrology is if everything in the universe is connected, and we know that's true Mm -hmm. through gravity, even we have these new detectors that can detect gravity. Yeah. They detected like these uh, two black holes that like had this collision event. I Mm -hmm. think it was a merger event, actually. And like, you know, billions of years ago and and the waves travel through space and time, wash over the earth. And as that's happening our bodies and minds and lights and everything is being distorted in real time by Mm -hmm. these waves of gravity. So you're telling me that that's possible, but then Jupiter can't have an effect on the planet. Like the moon can have an effect on the seas and it can pull the tides in Mm -hmm. and that's not going to have an effect on like a fetus. Yeah. I don't know. I just, to me, everything's connected. The whole thing is like one matrix of energy and we've barely begun to describe it. Oh yeah. No, I'm on the same boat as you. So I don't discount any kind of astrology or any of that stuff as like, 
Um, yeah, I think it's, I think part of it is trying to like categorize and understand people. Mm -hmm. Speaking of like, I like the, uh, joke you had in your Instagram. I'm just exploiting my autism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I do comedy not because I'm funny. I just do it to exploit my autism. It, well, yeah. I think a lot of, you know, <laughs> comics do that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you gotta be able to like lot. stand on a stage and like, you know, yeah. do your thing. I feel like a lot of comedians are either like autistic. They have like trauma, some yeah. past trauma. Or, you yeah. Know, what I makes just, a comic? A lot of comedians either have dead parents, suffer from anxiety or depression. They're autistic. Um, yeah, I mean, are there any like just normal ones? I feel like the normal ones. Get I don't offended. think I've I have ever came across comments. a normal comedians. They got something, something going on. Um, there might be a handful out there, but this is, yeah, for the most part, we all. Kinda, I'm a drug addict. I'm a drug addict. Hey, it's fine. You don't have to lie to kick it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't have any desire to kick it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's something that makes a comic. There's something that sets them apart where they're like, not only am I wanting to go on a stage, I can go on and withstand the judgment. Yeah, that's a big thing too. You got to be able to know how to work that because a lot of people who are starting out, they don't realize that that comes with the, with the game. You know, yeah. you're going to get heckled. People are going to, you yeah. know, they're going to judge you yeah. roasting. You know, yeah. you got to learn how to deal with that. Yeah. If you can take it and diss it, then. Yeah. You're set. But there's a lot of people out there that can't take it and then they just Yeah, the best if you could is if you can take it, turn it into something and then give it back. Mm -hmm. But at least you gotta be able to take it because what? Like if you're putting yourself out there, you have to accept that yeah. that's part of the game. And I think that there's only one way to like build that armor and that is through experiencing it. Mm -hmm. You know, you just bomb until yeah. you don't feel yeah. anything anymore. <laughs> you bomb until you don't feel. Yeah. I need to All put the that feelings on the shirt. are numb now. That's great. Yeah, and that's kind of why I love Banana, Banana Phone at Creek in the Cave. I still have to try it. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a heckle mic. You do a yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, you do your jokes for a minute, and then the crowd, they just can, after like they ring a bell, crowd can just go in. They'll heckle you. They'll roast you. And then that's kind of how you learn to like, you know stay sharp or stay like sharp come up with stuff. back take it um and it's all it's like great. material yeah you know like yeah. they're gonna have you know they're writing tags for you it's exactly. phenomenal <laughs> so, it's like an improv mic it's like yeah. a tag mic kind of yeah so i i love going to that it's always great to kind of you know just mess with people see how they how they do and yeah, yeah you'll see some comedians just kind of sometimes I wonder like what my own motivations are to do podcasting and comedy yeah. and any of this stuff. I think podcasting is like pretty straightforward. Why I like it. Mm -hmm. I love talking to people. Yeah. I mean, captive audience. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. And so with comedy, it's a little different, but, um, first of all, when are you ever going to like get even the chance to be a rock star with your voice? Yeah. Right. Like there's no other opportunity. You got to be really good at playing guitar mm -hmm. or you can come up with jokes. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like why I like doing comedy too, is because my, my comedy is a little more edgy, a little more darker. Um, and I like to joke on things that people don't really consider to be a joke you know i try to find things that i've been through that i can make relatable for other people and just kind of find you know that comedic way of expressing it so people can be like okay well is it okay to laugh at this can i laugh at this okay i will well, laugh but if you've at made this. a really good joke like they can't help it yeah so i mean I, i've got a few i've got a few jokes where i mean i've had some jokes do very very well and then i've had some jokes where people are like i don't know if i can laugh at this or not and i've been heckled 
or I haven't been heckled, but I've had some people in the crowd make some nasty remarks. And I was like, look, you paid to be here. If you, <laughs> I already won. <laughs> yeah. It's like you paid to be here. Like if this is a comedy show, I don't know what yeah. you were expecting. If you don't like it, then you need to leave. I mean, simple as that. But sometimes people in the audience want to, you know, heckle just because they actually want to be on stage. They feel mm. like they got shit to say. Yeah. Yeah. And but then they're not like ballsy enough to actually get on the stage. Mm hmm. Or they're just, they're just unhappy with themselves and they just kind of, cause I had a thing where I joked about suicide and this lady was like, oh, that's not funny. My, my brother killed himself. And I was like, you can't hear suicide. You're at a I, comedy club. I, I, like I was, that's half these open mics. Right. <laughs> that's everybody here is trying to kill themselves. Yeah. So like, that's what comedy is. It's one slow suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't understand. I'm why. just kidding about that, but no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but, um, I just don't understand why people, they, they yeah. attend these events. Yeah, like you know? why would you attend an event and then complain about the I, I don't know. It's content? Whatever. Just people are, there's always, people are going to always But there's find. a comic for everyone out yeah. there, right? There's uh, very clean comics. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know. know how. I don't yeah. know how they do it. I yeah. can't, I can't do PG-13. I, I, I can't. <laughs> for me, if somebody was like, you can't swear, you can't talk about, I'd be not even interested then. Like, I just want to do whatever exactly, I do and not like, worry about I, it. I mean, I've, I've cussed a lot just in the span of like what 40 minutes we've been talking or so uh, no, like i cuss like a sailor so well, nice gauge of <laughs> sick um <laughs> it's the autism uh <laughs> i'm good with numbers now but yeah i just like i i curse like a sailor uh, my material is not clean whatsoever i've tried to write clean material and i can't i just it's not who i am so i've been asked to do some pg-13 shows i'm like i no. well i think a lot of can't like the art part of anything creative or entertaining that like you're trying to express is um a lot of like your past experiences and trying to understand them and incorporate them and make them i don't know like there's something healing about it uh not healing there's something therapeutic about it mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and i mean that's kind of helped me a lot kind of you know deal with the stuff that i've been dealing with in my life and like i try to make that relatable for other people and hopefully that can be a therapeutic outlet for them as well you know to people laugh get annoyed at... when i say that though like i've i've definitely annoyed comics yeah. where i've when i compare it to therapy i'm like look you're double dipping if you're going to a therapist and you're using the audience as a therapist mm -hmm. like how much help do you need yeah like i you're going to say all your shit on stage yeah. and then to another, you know, like, yeah. anyway, but there's something therapeutic about it. it Maybe just, you know, for some people, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, it's very therapeutic for me, you know, at least I, I can't speak for everybody. I don't know, you know, the reason why other com comedians yeah, do what they do. It would be interesting. What is the reason that people get into it? So yeah, like they have mm -hmm. trauma, they have uh yeah. whatever it is yeah because um, like I, I did it just to build up my confidence in speaking and kind of learning how to interact with people. Too. Yeah. And then people say, why don't you just do Toastmasters? Because uh, then I can't say wild shit. <laughs> yeah. that's I like that wow factor. I like shocking people. They don't expect it coming out of me. And so when I drop that bomb and everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, nice. And if you can drop like a bomb that, I don't know, like is a true bomb. Mm -hmm. And you can make it in a way that is light and funny yeah. and interesting. Or, you know, somehow just make it. Yeah, even, even interesting. I'll take that. Yeah. But there's a lot of different humors. Like some people go out and they juggle. You know, I'm not yeah. interested in that. Respect it if you can do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to make people laugh 
so much as I'd rather make somebody think than laugh. So I don't yeah. know if I am a comedian in like the most traditional, like comedians are always like, I only care about making people laugh. To me, the joke is all that matters. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, uh, no, I, I, mean, I mean, don't care about that as yeah, much as Yeah, I mean, you got to connect with the audience. I mean, <laughs> so. there's there's a lot of factors that play into it. And I, But like they make it like the highest virtue is like, yeah. I don't know, like I guess it is, yeah. maybe. Like another virtue, like I watched Jimmy Dore at... Uh, creek and he was just ranting and riffing Mm -hmm. and it was like political and you know like his topics and i was like that's what i want to do yeah and it like it was funny it was funny but it wasn't jokey and it wasn't like the hamburger stroll down the road you know like it was like very much more uh he was like pissed off about things and he wanted to talk about it on a stage yeah yeah. And I mean, and then you have like comedians like Casey Rocket. Yeah. And he's. Oh a, my gosh. I mean, his energy is just, so great. The first time I saw him, I got so overstimulated. I was like, yes. what is happening? But like every time I watch him, I just fall more in love because he is yeah. phenomenal at what he does. And every time I see him perform, the crowd, the crowd doesn't, you know, they, they're always on their toes. They don't know what to expect. And I think that's like the it factor with Casey's style of comedy. Yeah. And he just does it so well and that form of comedy you really don't see a lot of that nowadays i think casey's like one of the only people in austin that does like that form of comedy and i he's he's gonna go places for sure i mean he's already going places and i i'm very excited to see what happens because every time i see him i just well he's a good example of somebody who i feel like is the opposite of me but does it really well like in a way that i'm always entertained i've never not seen him perform and been like bored you know yeah it's like unhinged prop comedy on ketamine it's just like it's so many wonderful things i mean i'm not even gonna try to imitate him but um he's got like the rant improv thing but it's all part of a framework and it's all part of like system he's got a system down of how he he executes it and i don't know how i got two shots of covid in my Guys, I'm seeing 2020. <laughs> this is a picture of me in a grimace. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, he just yeah. Whoops, I, I mean, he just had, it. yeah, just like so his, his, uh, he's got a great style yeah. and his energy. Yeah, he's is fantastic. Like top five, but it's entertaining, comedians. is what it it's is. It's very entertaining, and I just like, and I love watching the crowd when he yeah. goes up because like people are just like. Did that happen? Like yeah. they're processing what's happening. They don't know what, you know. And he, he goes like for like 20 minutes at a time or oh however gosh. long he goes. Yeah. T- 40 more minutes. We're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Lock in people. We got another hour and a half. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. just, he's great. He's one of my faves. And I just, his style of comedy is just 700 chef kisses. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to do well, I feel. Oh yeah. He's already. I wonder how you even like go and start developing that persona, that character. Because that's the thing. And a lot of people, because like I, I know Casey and I've spoke to him like outside, you know. Bef- yeah, he can be very chill. He's a completely different person. Yeah. Completely yeah. different person. Well, you see him on podcasts and stuff. And yeah. he's, I mean, he's funny and he's got like you can see direct. There's a direct path to that same mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. But if you just talk to him like, you know, on the patio at Vulcan, he's just calm cool collected so sweet so down to earth and then on stage he's just yeah. whipping it out i'm like all right cool <laughs> we're yeah. here let's party so comedy influences who do you like no like medium middling comics names we would all know <sighs> names that we would all know jeez louise yeah don't give anyone support who's struggling i love they can mitch hedberg yeah mitch hedberg bernie mac um i don't know i, I he feel died like so young he did he really did he was like 40s yeah but like i don't know i don't really have any 
comedy influences. I mean, my my stuff is just real edgy and dark, and I just kind of do my own thing. But Austin wise, I love a handful of comedians here, like William okay, Montgomery. See. Oh, of course, my cousin, the big red machine. My cousin is he your cousin? No. Oh. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we kind of got to talking, and both of our families are from Tennessee. So and maybe you don't, you don't come from you know Montgomery's aren't they're uncommon. So I was like, we gotta get a DNA test going. Oh, oh no, it's fine. But I love him. He's got this one joke <laughs> that I just he cracks up every time he says it. He's like, "What's the difference between Democratic Party and the Taliban? I don't donate money to the Democratic Party." <laughs> yeah. And every time he does that, I just die. He's he's something else. His energy is just yeah. He's another example of somebody who has a great amount of energy. Yeah, and I mean he's been doing this for years too. And you know he's killed Tony Regular, and he's got the show with Casey. They have a talk show together, uh, our podcast, and uh, he's just so sweet down earth. Love him. That's one of my favorite Austin comedians. So yeah, he's really good. Who else? Um, I love Casey Rocket. Oh, what's that other one? Who are all the Kill Tony regulars? We okay. got Hans Kim, William okay, Montgomery. So Hans Kim, William Montgomery, uh, David Lucas. Oh, David Lucas. Uh, Uncle Laser just became one. He's he's not like a like an official like regular regular, but he. He kind of is a regular. He comes on when he can. Um, he's one of my really good friends. Love him to death. Guys, crazy. <laughs> um, who else? Those are those are the main. Those are the main ones. And then they'll like bring on like some other people. I don't. I'm horrible with names, but I love Hans. I you love, meet so many people and yeah. stand up like, and everyone's traveling mm-hmm. and like. But it's kind of the cool thing is like anytime you're traveling, you're likely to bump into someone. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's to a place that you go frequently. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know Hans and Uncle Laser very, very well. Um, nice. Love Hans to death. He's great. Uh, we, I actually just was at his house playing Mario, Mario nice. Party, and um, Mario Kart. So he's he's very artistic as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, how was he artistic? He autistic. Plays, oh, autistic. autistic. I would believe it. I would believe it. <laughs> I just I I shit on him all the time about that, but um, yeah, he just he's like one of those people where you'll sit down with him and he'll just be like, "So, what are your thoughts about the war on Ukraine?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, cool, that's fine. Let's talk about that." He's just very his questions are just out there, out and I'm there. like, Hans, I can't I can't process this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a great uh, comic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean he's. It's crazy how his path just kind of, you know, living in his van and then now he's touring and oh, headlining cool. at huge places and doing shows with Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan. It's, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Good for him. You get, uh, you have to put yourself in the right place and yeah. do all the right things and be prepared and then get lucky. Yeah. And I mean, we actually had a conversation too where he asked me, he's like, so what are your goals with like comedy? And I told him, I was like, look, I just do this because it's a hobby because I have fun. I don't care if I make it big. I don't, you know, I just kind of, I'm sitting back, I'm doing my thing and seeing what happens. And he's like, oh, well, shouldn't you always strive for success and greatness? I said, not necessarily. That's the Asian in him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I have a little Asian in me. I can say shit like that. Yeah. (laughs) I got a little Jew, a little Asian. (laughs) Racist. (laughs) Racism. But um, It's back. Kanye, (laughs) 2023. Our Lord and Savior, Kanye. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I just, I told him, I was like, I don't, not necessarily. 
like I, I could care less you know i just do this for fun this is a hobby whatever happens happens i'm here for the ride i think it has to be i mean i think you should always like you know yeah. try to improve but in the process of improving at something yeah you're naturally going to get the outcomes yeah it's like trying to be rich you know yeah. that's not the best way to go about life exactly do something that's really valuable mm -hmm. natural consequence of that will be wealth yeah and, and maybe it'll be wealth in relationships yeah. or in whatever you know different things yeah i mean um, you talk to so many comedians like that are just starting up and they're like oh well i'm gonna get on kill tony i'm gonna make it big i'm gonna you know success and travel 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 and i was like look i was like you need to calm down because there's a handful of um new comedians that follow me and they ask me for advice and i take them to open mics and stuff and um, I spoke to one I was like so what are your goals like why do you want to do comedy and they're like oh well um, just literally started like a month into comedy they're like I want to go and kill Tony like right away I want to make it big I want to travel money I was like look that's not how it works I was like you yeah, gotta go get a tech job if you want all that <laughs> right I was like comedy doesn't really pay the bills unless yeah. you're like you know up there right but I it was like lower your standards start small you know go to open mics work on material find out your niche you know go from there if you want to do kill tony i recommend you do open mics for a while you know and then but there's how much can you learn from performing in front of other comics uh, you, you know can, like you can actually actually a lot because i feel like the comedians here they are so wonderful at giving feedback some and of them can be some of them can be i mean there's only been just a few comedians that i've came across where i was like mm, yeah the, your vibes are not it but for the most part a lot of people here are very supportive you know they give good advice they help you uh, they want you to succeed um not that's not the case for everybody but of course, of course yeah i've been to several open mics where people come up and be like oh a great tag for this would be this use it if you want and i was yeah. like oh awesome sweet and you know they'll give you advice like hey slow down move the mic stand yeah. you know when you do this joke this is how you need to deliver it punch it up you know stuff like that so, so. what do you think are the key lessons for a new comic things that they should you know i feel like you need to sit down kind of figure out what form of comedy you want to go with. Do you want to do something dark? You want to do something, you know, more lighthearted? Kind of figure out your niche. Write some material according to that. Go to open mics. You know, practice makes perfect. That's what open mics are for, to test out new material. Kind of see where you need to go from there. Get feedback. Build up that confidence. And then if you want to do something bigger like Kill Tony, then why not? I mean, but I feel like you need to kind of... It's so much time. Yeah. You know, it's like three hours per mic. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're commuting and stuff. Mm -hmm. What do you think of these YouTube comics? Do they count? <sighs> like they're never actually performing on a stage, but they get a million views per video or whatever. If they're it's a different if thing. Their for material sure. makes people laugh. We don't see them laughing. They maybe they're laughing in the comments. Maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's that's the hard thing because I mean, you have comedy movies. You know, movies oh, there's that tons are, of forms of yeah. comedy. I mean, a podcast, a comedy yeah, podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's different forms to it. I, you know, but the YouTube comedians, that's it's very hard to say. I mean, you know, if so, we have stand up, we have movies, we have podcasting. Mm -hmm. What are the other forms of comedy? Um, music. You can do comedy through music. I know some comedians that their main focus is music. They'll go up with a guitar. They'll do a little song, make a little, you know, funny song. And I feel like Steve Martin can do it. Nobody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's the only one. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, their art, you can make art funny if you want. Really? No, you can. Know. 
Is it possible? Maybe somebody you, can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. Everybody is gonna find the humor in something, you know, if it's YouTube, Well, what are the fun up? and interesting ways? The stand-up is fun because you're like getting all the juices from the audience, yeah, all the energy in the room. It's more interactive. And it's live and interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like people enjoy that aspect more with comedy, like going and being in front of somebody and kind of, you know, it's an experience. Yeah. So... And podcasts are fun because it's like the same thing as being in the back where the comics are hanging mm-hmm. and they're just talking about whatever. Yeah. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people who love podcasts for that very reason because they're like, oh, you know, I've watched like three episodes of this podcast. I feel like I know these people. And I think that's the thing about podcasts that people like is that it's so, you know, personal. You're just talking and people feel like they know you through that. But you can also make podcasts, you know, fun and lighthearted. And yeah, yeah. It'd be cool, though, to like do a remote podcast where you're just like hanging out with comics, even like the mm-hmm. upstairs of the Vulcan, get yeah. everyone mic'd up, get all those conversations, a 360 cam yeah. where you get like four or five people, maybe even like a big circle. Uh huh. And that's funny that you say that, because with my podcast that I'm starting up right now, I want to do that. I want to do a segment. That's cool. Uh, so. But, what do you, yeah, what are you thinking for your podcast? So my podcast is called Austin City Losers. Nice. And it's going to have like comedians. I want artists on there, musicians, just every walk of life. And uh, it's going to be more comedy, you know, based since, you know, I do comedy here and in Temple. And I have a handful of people that would be on that. But yeah, I kind of want to do like a studio sit down where we just kind of like talk, shoot the shit. And um, then I want to do like some stuff where it's, you know, comedians in a room, mic'd up, kind of just whatever flies yeah have fun conversations let's see what we can get out of it because definitely good stuff it's a fun it's a fun aspect it's the best part of talking to comics is they can talk oh yeah and talk and they want to talk crazy things yeah and they want to talk over each other and they Mm -hmm. want to interrupt and they want their thing to be said Mm -hmm. and half the time they're not even listening it's fun (laughs) i listen i try to listen yeah it's it's great and it's it's so funny too because like a lot of the people that i hang out with like our fan base is the same and so, like, when you, like, hang out with these people, like, they notice because <laughs> literally today I got a DM from a fan that said, so how did that threesome go with Hans Kim? Backstory. <laughs> the episode of Kill Tony that just released yesterday, Hans had a skit where he talked about having a threesome, okay? That same night, that's the night that I went over to his house and we played Mario Kart. So it was me, another comedian, and then it was Hans. And I posted a picture of us on the couch with our remote controllers. And I was like, oh, we out here smashing bros because <laughs> we played Smash Bros. This fan is following both of us and remembers that we posted that and then saw the Kill Tony last night about that threesome bit. And so also, he... how was a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, it's crazy. You just, you know, how. Yeah, like our... the overlap between the overlap, different communities. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and I mean, you get that with like conversations and you get that with through social media and it just always baffles me like, oh, yeah, that's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another cool thing about like Austin being like this burgeoning city for comedy Yeah, it's, is it's going to attract people that are fans of comedy. Oh, yeah. And they have no desire to perform. They mm-hmm. don't even want to do a podcast. That is the thing that somebody said to me was where they were like. Uh, not everybody wants to do a podcast. Yeah. Not everybody wants to go on a stage and like have their words be heard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I mean, the, I think like, a lot of people do though. And the fans too, they, they follow you. I mean, I've had fans show up at shows, open mics just to be there for me. And I've, you know, I've made some really good friends with my fans because yeah. yeah. And so we will hang out and 
you know, the kind of just vibe. But I mean, I'm pretty chill. Like I've had every every person that has slid into my DMs and comment about my comedy, like, hey, good job. This isn't that. I always message them back. That's cool. Saying thank you. And I try to create relationships with my fans. I think that's important, you know? Well, if somebody's like invested in you mm -hmm. and they're invested in your work, yeah. like you really want to, I don't know, uh, appreciate that as much yeah. as you can. And I really do. Cause I mean, I have like an Amazon wish list, and one of my fans bought over $200 worth of material for my podcast. They bought me a mixer. They bought me a mic. Nice. They bought me a headphone set. And they were go. like, I want to see you start this podcast and i was like all right i like supporting creators yeah like i'll buy their merch i'll buy mm -hmm. their stuff yeah and so i just it's amazing you know these fans that i have and i'm very appreciative and i always you know try to create relationships with them and there's some you know that i talk to that live you know across the nation and you know and they're driving over to see you and they've <laughs> yeah they got a lock of your hair watch, and yeah. they've got <laughs> right? yeah. they, they're gonna murder me yeah probably <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I'll it's be, it's I'll part be, of the job. I'll be the next Gabby Petito. It's fine. We'll we'll contact your ghost spirit and <laughs> right? you can tell jokes we'll from conjure, the other yeah, side. Yeah, there you go. Just whip out a spirit box. Yeah. I would like to get a spirit box and a Ouija board and experiment. That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. So have you, you were saying that you uh, have been playing around with this AI art. What do you think of all that? I love AI art. Really? You're not afraid by it? A lot of people no. are scared by it? No. Do you think it's art? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I feel like it's art because it's a creative outlet and anything that's a creative outlet is art. Yeah. So, but it's so hard. And I know there's like a lot of controversy surrounding AI art because people are like, oh, well, you really didn't do anything. This, this, and that. And it's not your piece. I mean, technically it kind of is your piece because you put the prompt in there and created this. And hit refresh until you got something you like, <laughs> and, and so then you you like, like elaborate it. AI, I mean, AI is an art. You know, it's a, it's an art. Um, well, so who do you respect if you heard more, or like who would you respect in these two scenarios? Somebody who like took twenty years to become a master guitarist, or somebody who built like a dope sample using a bunch of you know pre-recorded other people's, uh, you know, digital music versus uh, acoustic. Like to me, the, I, a lot of these EDM guys, a lot of these rappers and mm -hmm. DJs, they can't play anything. Yeah. They, they don't even know how to read music or whatever. Yeah. But they create sounds that are amazing. Exactly. And I feel like the platforms are so different because it's hard to do what DJs do. Like I've tried it. It's music theory is a big thing that plays into that. You have to understand that. But do you like... Do they understand it technically or do they have like, you know, they're, they're just choosing a sound that they like to hear? There's a lot. There's a lot to it, though, because I have a lot of friends that are DJs and I've sat down with them and they're like, it's a whole process. Technically, it has to be it, right. It's it's ridiculous how much goes into that. And people don't really realize that. And I didn't realize that, at, you know before and i was like oh wow geez. but i've tried a little bit where like i have like an ableton yeah. uh and you have like the drum pad and mm -hmm. you can wire those up to like this drum and that yeah. guitar and then you could be like boom 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 mm -hmm. boom whatever you can come up with a little beat you're like oh i like how that sounds now put it on repeat now add this and yeah. layer it up and i can see how like if you spent years and years doing that you'd get really good at that mm -hmm. now what if you just get an ai to be like take this beat and elaborate it with this and let you hum it into the phone or somehow you like, Oh my gosh. You know, crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. We haven't seen AI music yet. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised. We? I don't know. I don't know if there's AI music out there. Oh, there's a Netflix special where they have like a full comedian that's like CGI and generated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I wouldn't so. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they already have it or if that's going to be like the next big thing because AI is just... It's taking over. It's taking over. The thing that I just cannot stop thinking about is you can ask GPT anything, mm-hmm. anything. It knows everything. It knows everything there is. Should we ask some, some Let's questions? ask it something. Here, I'll, I'll bring it up. That Was that working? Let, yeah, I did close it. What is it? Chat.openai.com. I've never played around with this. I'm so stoked. Okay, what's a good question? What are we, what are we curious about today? Did Bush do 9-11? Okay. Well, I mean, it can't give definitive answers. Oh, okay. Uh, it, and it does sometimes give misinformation, but not a ton. <laughs> It only I'm just curious is to see trained. what it's going to say. Okay, let's see. Uh, did Bush, what was it? Do 9-11. Do 9-11. It's a, also AI is such a sandbagger. It's like, well, listen, AI, I can't really blah, blah, blah. All right, the 9-11 terrorist attacks were carried out by a group of individu- individuals affiliated with the Islamic extremist group Al-Qaeda. There you go. So Conspiracy they're saying that is a fact. Uh, the U.S. government reported on the attacks in the 9-11 Commission found no evidence of involvement by George W. Bush. Of course it would say that. It's just reading Wikipedia. Okay. Well, there you have it. Conspiracy yeah. theorists. It's not going to be able to, like, handle conspiracies. But anything factual. Like, if you have a question about, like, just a fact. You know, science, technology. Okay. How about you ask like a that? question and then I kind of okay. um, come up with something. What is a star made of? Let's see. I already know the answer. It's hydrogen. Yeah. But a lot of stuff. Okay. Now we're getting delayed. I want like the paid version where like I never hit a chat delay. I can open like 20 prompts at the Uh same time. That'd be cool. Yeah. I think they'll get there. But my my chat is frozen. I'll tell you what it is. It's hydrogen and helium and all these other things. Yeah. All these wonderful things. Yeah. Space stuff. Space. They say we're, yeah, they say we're stardust. Yeah. I mean it's true like wonder what i read the other day and i confirm with uh, ai it's coming in um is that there's i think trillions of dollars of gold dissolved in the ocean in fact all of the elements oh, yeah. no, are sure. dissolved in the ocean yeah and if we could just figure out how to harvest those we'd have like unlimited resources i don't know yeah because i mean if you think about it only five percent of the ocean has been discovered yeah there is no that's telling. also what's so crazy about it's the ocean no telling and that's yeah. kind of like the conversation we had earlier about like science about like how right. scientists really don't know i mean yeah because i mean look at the ocean we don't even know what's there could out be some there. stuff down oh, there. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure there is some stuff out there yeah. that we are Atlantis we can't comprehend. Could be there. I mean, there's definitely stuff like Atlantis. There's definitely buried cities and oh lost yeah, for sure stuff like that. Yeah, uh, a star right is primarily composed of hydrogen, helium, with trace amounts of other elements like oxygen, carbon, and iron. The process of nuclear fusion at a star's core converts hydrogen into helium, blah, blah, blah. That's how stars are. Cool. Um, but yeah, like anything that you have a question on, like the other day, like I'm, my diet right now is uh, uh, keto. Okay. And so it's like steak and eggs is basically most of what I'm eating. And I remembered the first time I did keto, I was running into like some mineral deficiencies, all self-prescribed mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't actually know. Yeah. But so I was just like, what would be some good supplements to take on this? And it's like, well, generally, if you're eating high protein, low fat, no carb, here's the mineral deficiencies and here's the supplements you can take. Yeah. And like, you know, I mean, 
I think it knows. I think it really does know. <laughs> it knows. Yeah. It's always watching. It is. It is. <laughs> that's funny. I, it's I, always learning. It's always learning. It always is learning. And that's the crazy thing. It's kind of like space, how space is always expanding. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a scary idea, too. That is scary. Like, I've I've had, like... I've sat down and I've like tried to comprehend space. Like I've had panic attacks just trying to understand. Yeah. But yeah. I used to have like this kind of panic attacky feeling when I would consider what came before the big bang. Yeah. Like Like how did all of this come to be? Yeah. They say there's a singularity and that everything is compressed in one, whatever. Like that's just, you know, it's the same as saying a miracle. It's a miracle. You know, it's like, well, that doesn't explain anything. No, it doesn't. But I mean, it's like the same with death. You know, what happens after we die? What happens? Tell us. You've had some experiences. I've I've had some experiences, but like, I, I don't know. I have a fear of dying and it's because of when I was shot and I associate pain with death. That's why I'm freaked out about it. But nobody knows. Nobody knows what happens until you close your eyes and you draw your last breath. And I think that's the thing that really freaks people out. And I mean, and they all want to believe that somebody knows. Yeah. If, if, if there is life after death, you know, we're not going to experience that until, you know, we, we meet our demise, but given my back, history with the paranormal you know it makes you question because if you're experiencing these phenomenons you know if you're catching these voices if you're catching these figures if you're seeing stuff move like there's got to be other worlds what yeah is it is it just energy like because i mean our bodies are just shells we're just made up of energy and after we you know we pass away do you think like that's a theory of consciousness that we're receiving consciousness from some beyond possibly could be i mean psychedelics will make you think that for sure and a lot of people have tapped into that through psychedelics and i mean there's a lot of our brains like in our brains that we can't really you know i tend to think it's all just happening inside of our heads and you know like i like the idea of panspermia have you heard of that oh sounds familiar it's just that life evolved somewhere in the universe once Mm -hmm. and then through like these asteroidal impacts and various cosmic events that seed of life was jizzed out, spread out into the universe, mm-hmm. uh, and made more life, basically. Okay. And so I can, because like it does seem so inexplicable that we could be the only things in the universe that can consider the universe and then talk about it. Yeah. Nothing else can. There's even animals. Animals are pretty close to us, like especially mammals, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. but they're not talking about it. No. We're the only thing. I like this quote that a physicist is an atom's way of thinking about atoms. Mm. Like humans are the only thing that can consider the universe that is them. Mm-hmm. And it just seems too unlikely that we would like be a one-off, you know, yeah. seems more likely that this is like a uh, evolved process that happened over billions of years, many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then that kind of makes you believe in aliens. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that the universe is so massive that it has to be there something. has to be something out there. Yeah. Whether or not they're here and it's men in black, I don't really believe that. But yeah. I would love if that was the truth. And, you know, ghosts, aliens, anything. Come. Yeah. I'm like the guy. I will hang. I will hang with a ghost, a mm. demon, anything. Yeah. Let's freaking party. Now, what I'm terrified of is some sick person being like, I'll make them pay for saying that. You know, like being like oh i'll show you demons yeah. that's not what i want i want a real demon <laughs> not a person yeah. demon oh my gosh you know yeah we'll have to 
go ghost hunting. Let's do it. See Let's what we it. can conjure up. But yeah. I know some. I know some spicy spots. Well, it's what we were talking about, where you get all the energy concentrated in one place, and that mm-hmm. can leave an imprint. Yeah, that was that was an asylum. Asylum, I believe. Oh. At one point, or something like that. But well, let's bring this one home. Um, what? How do we find you? Do you have anything coming up that you want to talk about? Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's going to be at Chloe C H L O E A T L. Slide into her DMs. Slide in my DMs. Yeah, but um, other than I post when I do my shows. Uh, I don't post a lot of my skits though on my Instagram because my you know humor is a little more edgy and dark and i don't want to get canceled and banned so if you want to see me live you're gonna have to see me in person but and i'm also about to launch a business oh and a podcast so the business is called the little darling designs i've put a few little sneak peeks on my instagram um it's naughty naughty designs there you go uh and then my podcast is austin city losers and that should be dropping pretty soon i'll be posting that on my instagram as well so well i love everything you're doing and so jealous that you got to be on stage with tim dylan oh that was amazing he was these, great you know <laughs> i hope you get a million more opportunities like that thank you i appreciate you yeah we'll see what happens okay thanks for coming on thanks for having me all right see ya bye